smile, breathe, and just remember, it's too late to get out of it, so you might as well go on. Do you ever get the feeling that people are incapable of not caring? You know, I'm screwed up and average enough that I could write a song that'll live on forever, and then after that, it don't matter. King of gay chickens. Oh. No, seriously, what the fuck? Honestly, you're in a memory in your subconscious. Fuck! Seriously? I don't know what you've been told, little lady, but the rest of us start at nine. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm just kidding. Good morning. Hey, Benny! Looks to me like you're on the wrong side of the river! <laughs> Is it gonna be like this all the time? Well, that was weird. You're right, it was. That was a weird thing we just watched that we're going to have to talk about today. Mm. But, you know, obviously before we get... Do you think we went to the moon? <laughs> um, Come on. As a, as a species? Yes. What else has? Mm, I think I think humans have been on the moon. Okay, all right. In 1969 was the first time. Okay. And then several of the times since then. But what, now, about, but what about the shadows? What and now, about? And now India has gone to the moon. Yeah, I'm so happy for them. Me too. Good it's for just, those guys. That is just a fucking milestone right there. Yep. And Russia just went to the moon and crashed. Really? Crashed immediately. <laughs> and they've just killed everyone involved in it. Oh, like the lead scientist on their crashed moon thing has just died two weeks later. Jesus. From like mushroom poisoning and stuff. <laughs> mushroom poisoning. <laughs> I know it's sad because it's a man's life, but I heard that and it's just hilarious. Mushroom. Just how cartoonish they are. They're like, how's the how's the lunar probe going? It crashed. Okay. Kill everyone involved. Just it's kill so everyone involved. Well, so let's get some new moon guys. Can we get some new moon guys? These moon people are rubbish. The smartest people in Russia have now been murdered. Yeah. And so you just you're just moving down the line pretty You'd, much. Yeah, Vlad, if you just keep taking out the top ten percent Every time... Are they seriously dead? Yeah, one guy's dead and another guy was like rushed immediately to hospital after it crashed. Holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, Russia. You need to have a... Like if you... I just feel if happy for India. Like that's a, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah, fuck yeah, bro. Yeah. But like Russia... They spend so... They spend so much time solving everyone else's problems. <laughs> It's nice they get to just focus on their own shit sometimes, you know? Yeah. Oh, fuck me. Man, if if I was a Russian <laughs> space scientist, what's it called? Um, astrophysicist? I guess. Depends on what your area of expertise is. Like. If I'm one of the people who works in Russia trying to land a thing on the moon, mm. I have a plan. Of evacuation? Like, yeah, mm. like... Bruce Willis in Pulp Fiction. Like, I'm just planning, <laughs> living your whole life as if you're about to throw the match and you have to get out of yeah. town Or you have, you have a contact somewhere in the CIA who's yeah. like, you're like, mate, I'm doing this. And I, I like my job. I like my country. It's great. But well, if it fucks that up, I have to. I'm so fucking ready to turn. To, I'm just coming. I'll, yeah. I'll give you whatever intel Actually, you want. Actually, that's the move, isn't just it? Just like... There's two paths take for me, me here. Take me in. <laughs> Either I win at the 
doing the moon yeah. and I will stay in Russia and everything's fine. <laughs> if that thing even starts to look a little bit dodgy, I'm immediately switching sides. <laughs> but then the CIA would be like, what are you going to tell us? All the wrong shit you did to try to get to the moon? Yeah. You're just like, yeah, I did that on purpose. Secret, the secrets I have is that Vlad's pretty scary bad guy. <laughs> Whatever. The dictator, sorry, the president. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, that's fucked up. He's a scary guy. That's, that's, that's proper fucked up. But when you get to that mm. point, if you're the, if you're the dictator president of a, of a country. Dick president, as we call him. Yeah. Um, you're not, not going to be an evil person, right? Russia specifically? Well, just in general. Well, you can't be a dictator without being evil uh, by definition. But he's like. Because it's only fun if you're evil. Like, officially, the, in written word. Yeah. He's the president. Yeah. He's been voted in. Yeah, but I think he probably likes that. Yeah, because it's You like, don't want to be officially the dictator because then it's like, oh, you made him do it. Yeah. He's like, no, I have complete power and everyone I have power... It's important that you don't just have total power. <laughs> also, everyone you have power over likes that and likes that about <laughs> you, like you're a god. Like, that's an important component of it. it that's is. why they keep voting for you out of their own free choice, even though there's other good options. You're the best one. Because of how strong you are, and how good you are at horses, mm. so good at horses, shirtless horses, so good at shirtless horses. Mm. I want more world leaders to do shirtless horse photo, photo shoots. shoots. Yes, holding a crossbow, just that, and, just it, nailing endangered species off the back of the, a of a Clydesdale. The bloody portraits in the Hall of Presidents, just yeah. Everyone Obama. should have. Trump looking like a grumpy man, a semi- and then a shirtless dude with a fucking bow and arrow. Yeah, Biden, um, shirtless I, old man body Biden. I would not be at all surprised if RFK Junior does that. RFK Junior, not familiar. No, you're not close into the politics as I am. So RFK Junior, he's a he's a Kennedy. Okay, a is young, he a, a politician, a Kennedy, one. like nowadays. Yeah, well, yeah, he's 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 running for the Democratic. That's fucking. Cool. In the Democratic primary, and at first he was he's like super anti-vaccine, and then mm. it was like, oh, interesting take. And then he's like also super pro-Israel, and all the left was like, ah. Oh. And so now it's so now no one really knows where he's landing, but um, but he's yeah. anti-vaccine. Yeah, but does he think we went to the moon? That's my question. Well, probably because I think he he'd know the truth because he's been in those Kennedy circles. Which, which admittedly is wide. But, like, I mean, we went to the moon post... You say. That's what you say. Like, Nixon was president when we were, like went to the moon for the first time. I know, but J, uh, JFK said we commit to putting a man on the moon in this decade. They did. And he it, did that weird yeah. way of saying decade. It is fun, though. Yeah. Yeah. Such a crazy thing to say. I don't think anyone knew he was going to say that. All the NASA people were like, what? Ten, ten, what? What? It's already 1964, <laughs> probably. Three. No, I think it was four. He said that in 1964, and we never went to the moon. Yeah, but he was murdered in 63. JFK. No. Yeah, I'm pretty certain. Oh, yeah, because he, he, it was like the year after he got elected, right? Okay, fair it enough. It was pretty quick. Yeah, and then after that, he said that he said he's one more commit. thing. Mm. One more thing. Mm. He, turned, his, he turned, his turned to Jackie. Half of his face. His last words. People, a lot of people don't know. Okay, that's why I said it weird. 
because he's just he, been shot because he could feel himself decaying. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to the Kennedys. I guess they're doing all right. They're, I think they're financially they'd be doing fine. Yeah, I tell you what, if RFK Jr. gets assassinated, oh my god, it's not not funny. <laughs> I mean, it's sad. it'll be it'll be a tragedy, mm. but as tragedies go, pretty Saw fun. It coming, it's a pretty funny one. Yeah, yeah. you towed that line, buddy. You, you can't be like, wow. I didn't see this. This this is a major upset. How unexpected! Not the untouchable Kennedys. <laughs> America's Such most such a great track record. America's most invincible family. <laughs> well, they are invincible as long as you don't shoot them. That's fair enough. No bullets. And on. that could be said of all of us. Mm. This is um, fucking morbid conversation. Kennedys. Today. Speaking <laughs> of mobsters, we're talking. That's what we watched today. Hello, everyone. Welcome oh, to Exceptional geez. Thieves. Hi. Welcome to Exceptional Thieves. This is a podcast where Isaac and I review and rewrite movies and sometimes television episodes. I'm Sam. I'm Isaac. And this is the latest episode of our special series, Turns of Phrase. Watching the entire filmography of the one and only Brendan Fraser, Kingdom or Filmdom. When we call it a special series, it's great. Yes, it is. Sometimes I don't feel very special after we watch something. I am a little bit worried. Yeah. Of how tired I am already. <laughs> <laughs> On episode what, 13? Yeah, give or take. Give or take. We've already lost track. <laughs> I'm not fatigued, but I'm feeling it. I'm I feeling think it. It also helps when we watch something that's clearly good or we've had a good time. Yeah. You feel happier about a it. A lot of which is coming. Yes. A lot of which is down the track. Mm. Um,. And it's really only uphill. Like it's, it just keeps getting better. The, well, it reaches a point, and then it's just, and well, then we get to watch some Looney Tunes crap, and it's gonna be keep, gonna be shit, but we're gonna have a great time. You keep saying that. You, I seem to recall you saying that with Daniel Craig. You're like, at a certain point, it's gonna get good, and it's gonna stay. It got good. so good, and that's not true of anyone. <laughs> that's not really true of anyone's filmography. What do you mean? After Lara Croft, Daniel Craig was just oh. bangers after bangers. What have we watched? You today? know, he got. $50 million per Knives Out. Daniel DC, Craig. yeah. Nice. It's insane. When's the third one happening? Twenty. Well, it was meant to be next year, I think. But who knows, because everything's getting delayed now mm. due to the pursuit of justice. Batman. Due to the, yeah, due to Batman's pursuit of justice. <laughs> he's, he's, he's tragically and finally turned his eye on Hollywood. <laughs> And uh, he is just, he's just like a wrecking ball in that place. Um, oh, one thing, I, so it's going to be a bit of a shorter episode today, I reckon. I think Because so. what we've watched is only half an hour long. And because we're both quite tired. Well, but that's that's a given. That's, <laughs> that's a given. That's, we can't keep saying that because that's just, that's, that's par for the course. Mm, you're getting older. Tell you no. You know, so, and we're marking ourselves out a little bit from the other Brendan Fraser filmography content out there because I they don't seem to have covered perfect crimes as we're covering today. Although, and this will be confusing. This has been confusing me for a long time. So, this it's an American neo noir anthology television series that was called Fallen Angels in America, okay, and then called Perfect Crimes when broadcast overseas, and then Brendan Fraser's episode of it is a professional man. Yes, so the kind of three titles flown around. Fallen Angels. Yeah. but So are they all located in LA? Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. But before we get to that, 
Oh, well, I guess. Have, have you seen any good movies lately? No, not really. No? I haven't, I haven't had time to do much of late. What have I seen? What do you, well, you, well, you have had time to do much because you've been doing stuff all day. That's yeah, why, that's why you just, were busy. Mo- mo- most of the stuff I usually do is watch movies. Mm-hmm. And that okay. hasn't been happening. Actually, I have watched a good movie of There's recent. There's always something. There it is. I watched a movie called Envy, which is a 2003-ish Ben Stiller, Jack Black comedy film. Wow. Which I honestly hadn't heard of until like last year. Starting to sound a bit like a hidden gem here, I think. It was hidden. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not bad. It's okay. just so weird. It's okay. a movie about Adam um, Jack Black makes a, a a little spray bottle called Vaporize, and you spray it on poop, and the poop disappears, and he becomes a multi-billionaire, <laughs> like because that sells like crazy. That that would and go well. Then his best friend Ben Stiller oh. gets envious of this. Mm-hmm. And that's the movie. And throughout the whole film, the, my, main, my main takeaway of the film is that there is a running joke. Ben Stiller didn't agree to to finance or like go in on the on the invention because he's like, where does the poo go? It just disappears. That's a good question. Where does it go? And then through the film, there are other people and like people start riots and like they're like, where is the poo going? Yeah. This makes no sense. Yeah. What is happening? Film ends. We don't get told where the fucking poo goes. Right. They have a climax well, and an ending to the film, and that's not it. And I wanted that. I wanted to know that some poor island somewhere off the coast of somewhere yeah. was just getting teleported piles and piles of dog shit continuously, because yeah. that would have made me happy. Like Jeff Goldblum land. Like Jeff Goldblum Thor. land, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like that. I like I, I like that idea, and I like it. It is a funny observation that they never bring that up. But I mean, my main concern with the vaporize um, <laughs> device is it, like vaporized by yeah yeah poo. Hey, it's all it's all there in the name. It's brilliant marketing. Mm, it is. I got nothing against that. <laughs> I don't know if it's that mysterious where the where it goes because haven't you just turned the shit into vapor? Now this is so a mark. This is a mark against the device because yeah, like selling something as this will aerosolize shit <laughs> into your face, basically. Yeah, because you're standing within a meter. Because you're standing shit. within a meter. That's that's not as appealing. No, you know, if it masks the smell, I, and I think that's probably more likely than it opens an interdimensional portal to transport the shit. Where does the poop go? Exactly. I wanted an interdimensional interdimensional portal. Yeah, for the poop to go to like Earth six one six. And I guess I guess they just decided. You know what? The actual facts of the matter are not necessary for this film to be and an absolute weren't. hit. I had a wonderful time. It was not a hit. Rachel Wise is in it. I had a great time. Exactly. Rachel Amy Poehler's in it. Mm. Christopher Walken is in it. Christopher. Walken I recognise this poster. Me too. Of Jack Black but in that colourful outfit. I had never seen the film. Yeah, is this just pre-School of Rock Jack Black? Yes, it's also pre... A... Like, he, he's still Jack Black, but there's very little... Like, yeah. Jack Blackenings. He's not. Le- he's he's sort of playing a character a little bit, yeah. which is not what we want from Jack Black. No, I want Jack Black to just be Jack Black, because he's perfect in every yeah, way. exactly. He's one of the few actors for whom that will never get old. Mm. And when they do something else, we don't like it. Other actors can just be themselves a bit, and then it gets a bit tiresome. Ryan Reynolds, I've 
He's towing that line. I've gone. To, he's he's gone too far. I've been down this path before. What about Owen Wilson? Fine. fine. Absolutely. Keep going. Uh, McConaughey. Also fine. Because McConaughey can so. actually also act as well. He can yeah. McCon- he can he can McConaughey as long as he doesn't change his voice. Yeah, he can do any character same voice. Still fine. Who else is there? Those are the big three. Those are the big three. Envy was nominated for a Razzie Award for Worst Actor for Ben Stiller. Nice. But lost <laughs> to George Bush in Fahrenheit 9/11. Robbed, and that's bullshit. But that was a film. That's what I've watched recently. <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> I'm sure I've watched Scraping the barrel. Like, I've watched... I've, no, nothing. I Let's think go that, with nothing. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I think... Um, watched anything? No, not really. Did I tell you I watched the Lego movies? Had you not seen them? No, I, yeah, I couldn't remember... If I, okay, no, yeah, we... Um, that's the... Those are the good movies I've seen recently. Hadn't ever actually properly watched Dude. the Lego movie. I watched the first one and Lego Batman. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Ex- just the way... Is the ways in which they make what they're depicting cinematic? Mm. I think they're some of the best animated movies I, I've ever seen. That is also because I'm fairly limited in my experience. Every time I watch an animated movie, I feel like I've discovered that animated movies are good. I'm like, I should tell people about this. <laughs> people don't realize animated movies are good, and I should tell them. I recently, but it's just me who doesn't know. The third Puss in Boots movie. Having never seen a different Puss in Boots oh, right. movie, which is meant to be excellent, it's fucking, it's great. Yeah, it's it's proper good. <laughs> it's so good. It's like Shrek two levels of good. Right. Yeah. It's been it's been a while. You That's the one with Jennifer Saunders in it. You should watch Shrek and Shrek two. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. the one with um, uh, Jamie Lannister in it. Right. It's got animated mm-hmm. Jamie Lannister. Oh, okay. Minus the incest. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Subtext. The best parts of Jamie Lannister. <laughs> nah, incest's my favourite part. <laughs> Love that. I was sad in the late seasons. There was less of it. They came. I was like, get them back together. More incest, please. Um. Yeah. Sh- should should watch Shrek in honour of is it Steve Harwell? Yeah, lead singer of Smash Mouth passed away. Really? R.I.P. Yeah, fifty-seven. Oh, dude. So yeah, I was obsessed with Smash Mouth. Just as that like song a child. Just... No albums. Nice. I had their two whole albums. If you put any song from the first two Smash Mouth albums on now, I could probably sing along to it. Fuck yes. Also, what the film clip before? for that song. Just while we're on the topic of Smash Mouth. Yeah. The Finally, film clip for All people Star say is one of my favorite film clips. I don't really remember it. It's just Mystery Men, like the Ben Stiller movie Mystery Men. Oh right. It's that movie. Because the song was, I'm pretty sure, written for said film. Okay. But they're all in it, and they're doing their shit, being like lame superheroes. Mm-hmm. And then Steve lifts yeah. up a fucking bus during it. Like he's, it's cra- <laughs> it's crazy. It's awesome. I love when a music video is clips from a film that it was related to, but the movie isn't really the song isn't really about what no. the movie's going. It's just like <laughs> doesn't really fit. Be like, well, we're doing the movie. Very rarely so. does the song really fit, because mm. like Armageddon. The song was, was I Don't Want to Miss a Thing. I could stay awake just to hear you breathing. Well, yeah, because Armageddon is about love and the power of love to defeat asteroids. Asteroids. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a the song one... of, it's a song about laying in bed with somebody and just watching them sleep. Yeah, which is what you want to do. And you can't do that if there's an asteroid, <laughs> Isaac. <laughs> that they blow up with a fucking nuke. That's the... Yes. America! Yes! Drilling mm. men... 
just Oops. just the most american man you've ever met in your life just drilling <laughs> that's I, a space program i can't remember who said this as a comedian or something they said like armageddon is great because they realized they thought it would be easier to train oil rig workers to be astronauts <laughs> than to train some astronauts how to work a rig <laughs> to do what the oil rig workers are doing. Like if we, if yeah, one of you these, feel it, you know, you got to feel it. Yeah, yeah. I reckon the astronauts could probably not have a, not having a go at oil rig workers, but like when time is very much of the essence because <laughs> there's an asteroid, I'd be like, let's. Well, let's put a couple of oil rig workers cause on. Because drilling, so it's about the feeling. You've got to have lifelong drilling experience. Yeah. Space, everything's done for you. All the all the dudes on the ground level, they've built the suits. It's all just beeps all and boops. Exactly. Someone yeah. else, they have they have ground control. Mm-hmm. They can do that. They can walk the suits for you, I'm sure. Yeah, probably. I've never been to space, so I can't. You haven't? I can't. I can't um, well, yeah, I don't think anyone has. Mm, well. So, as, I, as we've comprehensively established and I think I've argued for quite <laughs> persuasively. Sure. Perfect Crimes. Perfect Crimes Yay. is an anthology TV series and boy, you know, I love an anthology TV series. I love some anthology TV series. Black Mirror, etc. <laughs> Just for list one thing. Let's say etc. Etc. Twilight Zone, etc. Um, Do you classify the X Files as an anthology one, series? No, because it's every episode's a different thing. Yeah, but that's just mon- monster of the week for me. Anthology for me, anthology. It's got to be completely new. So, what is your time. opinion on every season of American Horror Story? Yeah, see, this is a question coming from someone who's never watched and will never watch an episode a, of American Horror Story. It's a question coming to someone in a very similar situation. Yes. <laughs> yeah, or like True Detective, I guess you know. I watched season one. Yeah, I mean, I, I, or Real Fargo. Real. I think would be one of the another excellent example I of this. Watch the TV show of Fargo. Well, you should. I love, I, I love those as well. I think they they can be great, but I do also love an, an episode by episode. And this American Neonor anthology's television series that Brendan is in. He's in the first, first episode of series two. Whoa! There Ooh. were more than they got. They got a second season. They got two. Se- I, I, well, I think there was two. It's an amazingly difficult thing to get my head around. There was two. Yeah, there's two series, but three DVDs. So, so season one got I think more season, episodes than season two. No, season season two got more. Se- season one is six episodes. Season two is fifteen episodes. Jeez. And massive variation in length as well. Like Brendan's is thirty-one minutes long. The second one on this DVD is sixty minutes long. <laughs> So I don't know what they're doing over at Showtime. They're on the show the Showtime <laughs> cable channel. And it's possible that Brendan's one was an hour long, but then they watched it. And we're like, let's, and we're like, mm, let's trim this, this back. Is... Okay. I'll, I'm going to talk more about let's this. Let's trim it this back show, to the excitement Because there's lots to talk about. The exciting bits. <laughs> did you like Perfect Crime slash Fallen Angel slash The Professional Man? No. I did. Mm. It was filmed okay. Well, that's not surprising, Isaac, because it was directed by Steven Soderbergh. Fuck that. That's... <laughs> what? That's a great... Yep. <laughs> yep. Isaac, you have no idea what kind of territory we're straying into here. You thought this is some rinky-dink 
TV series that you could just brush off. Do you want to know some of the other directors for episodes of this anthology series? Honestly, no, but I'm going to hear them anyway. Tom Hanks. Directed. Yep. Alfonso Cuaron. (laughs) Kiefer Sutherland. And... Could Kiefer Sutherland direct the one he's in? Timothy Cruz. Timothy Cruz. Tom Cruise directed an episode. Thomas Maypo the third. Thomas Maypo the Scientology Prince the third Cruise himself directed an episode of this. This was a big deal, and it's got ev- and like this. The it's actors, got a lot of people in it. You know who else has acted in it? Gary Oldman. Christopher Lloyd. John C. Riley, Christopher Lloyd, Laura Dern, Alan Rickman, Diane Lane, Gary Busey, James Woods, Danny Trejo, Bill Pullman, John Favreau. <laughs> we can stop. Michael There's Rooker. There's a lot of people in it. Giancarlo Esposito. That's a cool one. And a bunch of other names I don't know, but I'm sure they're very talented. Arnold Vosloo. Hey, he's the mummy. He is the... F- oh, that's yeah. awesome. We should watch that episode. So, a lot of talent swirling around the old Perfect Crime <laughs> slash Fallen Angels series. Broadcast in 1994 and uh, 1995. So, Brendan's episode titled Professional Man. And it annoys me that it's not a professional man or the professional man. It's just, it's just professional, professional man. man. Not a fan of that. Based on the it- short story, A Professional Man. Bye. <laughs> professional man just sounds like that's your job title. You're a man just sounds- professionally. <laughs> yeah. Like a professional man is like, okay, it's just a professional a man who is a professional. Yeah. But professional man just like like okay, you like your job is to be a man. Like you're a background Are you not really one when you're not working? It's like you're an extra on the Truman show. <laughs> you just walk around being a man. I am a professional man. Yeah, like when people say they're like a, a professional human in their like social media yeah. bio and stuff. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, that's fucking bullshit. That is influencer talk. Something you I can, you can probably um. Yeah, speaking of small innocuous things that is fine, but for some reason Sam hates and has disproportionate <laughs> reactions towards. I just get certain things get in my mind and then I can't unhear it. Is it like when and it just when is, someone gets back from holidays and posts photos saying "Take me back." Or that Greece, is bad. You've been wonderful. That yeah, but I feel like you know that's all. <laughs> that's all quite obviously cringe. You know, there's like there's surface level cringe there, and that's fine. You know, the thing for me is just is just just, and this is going to sound crazy when I first say it. <laughs> referring to a person as a human, mm-hmm. saying like she's um, a great human. She's a great human. I love this human. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, spent the day with these great humans. This is my human. This is my human. Uh-huh. Um, shut up. <laughs> I, just, I just hate it. I... And I think it's because I don't know. I'm like, what are you trying to say? Like, what are you trying to cut through to there? Because, like, you, you, I think it makes me feel like people think they're communicating something, but they're not. It's just nothing. In their brains, it's probably if you say human, it means it includes everybody. But, and this is my one of everybody. But it's like, can, I've, I've, it's, I don't know, what is it? It's like the person saying, you know, I, unlike other people, 
I'm just trying to like cut through to just like, you know, the core base, like truth reality of what's going on and what's important, which human. is that I'm a human, they're a human, we're all humans. And I love these humans. And all I'm trying to do in my life is spend my time with good humans. I'm like, stop saying humans. <laughs> You're not, that's not anything. It's just not anything. <laughs> And I and that's and I just feel like it just gets used in a kind of reflexive way, and I'm <laughs> fucking sick of it. I, it's quite millennial cringe. It's a very millennial very thing. Millennial so cringe, hopefully, yeah. it's dying at With the us. same rate we are, which mm. is you know getting more every day. On the note of that sort of thing, yeah, I don't mind people who say this is my person. If someone calls someone a person, or these are good people. That's okay. Good people is fine. That's a normal word. That's mm. how you talk. These are good people. He's, he's know, good people. He's not what they are. They're people. You mm. know, it's like this this guy, what a homo sapien over here. What are you talking about? <laughs> You're a good human. I can just about deal mm. with my... You smell like, human. I mean, I would never say it because I have too much self-respect. But if someone says my person in like a romantic sense... Yeah. You can say it if you want to. It's very Grey's Anatomy... But it doesn't hit quite. It doesn't hit like human. Just hits my flavor clusters completely wrong. Uh-huh. But person, I'm like that's it's hitting a little sour. That's but you hitting could take okay. It. Yeah, my my person is well. My person, I think, is sort of it's too sweet. But I'm like, I'm not gonna make a thing out of that. Human is just bullshit. <laughs> so we should reserve the word human for use in. Anthropology. Um, anthropology or AI-based horror films or like alien-based yeah. horror films. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, okay, sure. Because yeah. there are humans and then there are it needs not to be, humans. Yeah, what? Well, it needs to be a science fiction context. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Otherwise... Horror. Well, or sci-fi yeah. should be horror. Okay. All right. Oh, I feel like that's a slightly different point. I want to be scared. Okay. <laughs> Go see Talk to Me. <laughs> I should. I its reputation not. is only increasing. Nice. Yeah. It's made more money than Uncut Gems, which is only the reference point because they're both A24. <laughs> they're both good A24. They're both good A24. <laughs> but, you know, there's a lot out there. Based on... This is based... So, a professional man. <laughs> this is based on a short story by David Goodis. He was an American writer of crime fiction. I was reading a little bit about, and I'm kind of interested because he's someone who was, he lived from 1917 to 1967, mm-hmm. published a whole lot, but then all it, he said, and it seems like he sort of contributed a lot to the defining literature of the genre of like crime oh, and noir. Crime. Yeah, well, or, or noir as it would have been at the time, I guess. <laughs> um, and then all this stuff kind of went out of, went out of print and he's sort of like forgotten a little bit by history. But brought a massive lawsuit against the ABC television when they started in 1963 airing their TV show of The Fugitive. Okay. Because he maintained it was based on his novel, Dark Passage. And uh, it was moving through the courts, but then he died. So Of mysterious circumstances. Yeah, mushroom poisoning, Mm. most likely. So mysterious. ABC television strikes again. Series of unusual Putin? deaths. Putin. ABC Television. ABC Television. Ooh. The Clintons. The dark triad of modern society. So this is a story. Oh, one thing I was going to say before, 
uh-huh. is that I was going to say now because we're like we're going you know somewhat off the beaten path with this because it's not a movie it's a random episode of a TV sure, show. Sure. And so far, we've been doing all of Brendan's stuff in strict chronological order, mm-hmm. right? But there is a Brendan Fraser mystery out there. There is an currently unacquired piece of Brendan Fraser media that I cannot find. No one on the internet seems to be able to find. Because it doesn't exist? Well, it's it, the sex tape. Yes. What? Yes. His short-lived <laughs> pornographic career. No, what in... Is what is it? What is it? Apparently in 1991, uh-huh. he shot what I think was just the <laughs> an unarmed man, an unarmed man <laughs> in the back. <laughs> now, <laughs> they were never able to prove anything, but <laughs> now he shot what I think was the pilot for a TV show. Okay. Let me just pull up the right. Because that's very easy to lose into time. Yes, and it's on his Wikipedia filmography as a short film. But from further investigation, this was the pilot for a TV show called My Old School. Sometimes it's called a TV movie, so I don't know how much of it is out there. IMDb says it's 30 minutes long, and it, it was centered around a character played by Stephen Mailer, who... He's, and he's just like starting college, basically. There's a, see, like, there's a whole plot summary here. Carla Gugino is in it, and it's just nowhere. This would have been broadcast if it was, I think it went to TV. I don't know if it was meant to be a short movie or it was meant to be a TV show, or they just screened it as a short film. Mm. But this, if it did, it went out on CBS. And I've really exhausted all avenues. So I'm just putting this out to the world, I guess. If they have if access there's any other phrasiacs out there. My old school. I tried contacting like a CBS archive and like other like just TV archives. I'm like, surely this gets kept somewhere. Did it just disappear entirely? And so far I've come up with nothing. No one's been able to help me. What if Brendan has the only copy? That's the and we only... don't get to watch it until he comes and chats to us. That's my only other thought. Maybe Brendan has it. And this was before and this was before he did anything else. Well, not anything else. This is this is still this is still the year he's doing, you know, Child of Darkness, Guilty Until Proven Innocence the same year. So yeah. I'm and just I just want to acknowledge that somewhere out there is my old school exists. that Brendan was in. We have not seen it, and maybe we'll never see it. I wanted to be able to come on here and tell you the journey of me finding it. Mm-hmm. And I've given up on that. So, professional man. In this, Brendan Fraser plays a very professional... Brendan Fraser plays... Yeah. Ace elevator operator, yeah. Johnny Lang. Yeah. Yeah. So, it starts with a black and white intro that... I don't know if this is... I think that intro is the intro for before. every episode. Yeah, I wanted to watch so other episodes. So, you get that sweet voiceover just giving you the... The lowdown, the Star Wars intro to your episode. Yeah, like, it's just like a noir this is where we are. a woman getting dressed and undressed at the same time somehow. Ace, elevator operator, Johnny Lang. Dutch angle of man walking in hat through church, kind of. <laughs> misty, misty alleyway. Misty alleyway, saxophone. Ooh, smoking. Contents of a handbag are strewn chaotically across a surface. 
you're like, someone grabs the letter opener. something is about to go down and like yeah ace elevator operator johnny oh. lang such a hilarious way to phrase it if it's it, not a satire it is like the it's simultaneously the most hilarious and also the lamest thing anyone has ever said out loud ace elevator operator <laughs> it's so great when i heard that i was like oh this is a parody right because <laughs> yes. this opening is so overwrought and you're saying you think it's about to be like ace... a leslie nilson like airplane type thing yeah exactly like mm. oh you're making fun of this genre yeah. nope we're just doing it and very serious stuff <laughs> happens in the story um but yeah but there's a dark side to him where and this made me laugh and i'm not proud where life comes hard <laughs> and death comes all too easily oh. don't you hate it when life comes hard and life comes so hard sometimes. <laughs> oh i know it's juvenile but it's <laughs> we're just trying to have some joy okay excuse us of trying to experience joy okay before the infinite darkness closes in so johnny lang then it's color Yes, which disappointed me a little bit. Yes, I thought it was gonna. It would have. This whole thing should have been black and white. It would have looked better uh-huh. in black and white. You wouldn't be able to see the horrible. You, you would have done nineties colors on like all their suits. Super harsh lighting in black and white is many, just gorgeous. Many scenes are basically black and white as well because you're in dark alleyways and stuff. But for some reason, Steven Soderbergh Changed decided to make it in make it in color. <laughs> And we introduced to Johnny Lang, who has a, who's sort of going about his life in a quite, what I would describe as evil Wes Anderson style, yeah. of being very controlled and particular by the way he goes. So he's so he's a psychopath basically. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a, an unemotive person. He's a professional psychopath. <laughs> man, he's, he's a, professional, a professional man. He's a professional male psychopath. Yeah, so he's not really a man. He's a psycho, and his facade yeah. is to be. Is to be professional man. Yeah, uh, dare I say, mm. human. It's like that line of men dolls that get really like instead of Barbie or Action Man, it's just men. It's just professional man, <laughs> electrician man. Yeah, there's well, yeah, it's, it's like Action Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, professional man. <laughs> yeah. Just man in suit. <laughs> but no, but he's not. Well, yeah, he's not in the way the word professional is normally used because he he's he's an he's an elevator operator. <laughs> And boy, is he good at it, though. Oh, he never misses a floor. And he wears a little suit, Grand Budapest style. Mm. And he walks like a he walks like C-3PO up towards the elevator like and he gets in. The dude says, oh, he never miss a floor, Johnny. You never miss, Johnny. And then but he gets he... off, but he's got like two inches worth of space before that fucking floor. <laughs> the dude's stepping up onto that floor. Is he? See, when so he, he said, missed that fucking floor. When he said you never miss... I mean, obviously, because I haven't been in these old-timey elevators with an operator. Like, would they miss sometimes? I think, I think you they're can just, just, they're just stop mid mid floor. I think that's yeah. I didn't realize the elevator has no idea where it is, and it's just the little <laughs> man with the handle. Ka-chunk, yes, like, sweet there it key. Is. Actually, I did actually, the shot of that him. would be so easy to build in, surely, to just just a little clickety click. Right, that's yeah. a floor now. A, a ding, something that rings. Just a ding, right height. The sh- after he gets dressed and he's walking up the stairs and he's just holding that little key, I'm like, that's not a bad shot because it's just a up the stairs and he's yeah. just walking away from camera. There's just lots of good shots in this. Like, that's pretty cool. Kind of thing you might expect from Stephen. Can I re-emphasize <laughs> Soderbergh, who directed this? <laughs> I just great. can't believe that this like this is a world where they've already done the atom bomb. 
Mm. And we still like elevators not developing because I guess eleva- <laughs> elevators aren't useful in war. Well, maybe they are were they? developing in other buildings, but this is a fancy old timey building where you can actually pay somebody to be your elevator operator. I personally would love it. I'd love an old timey elevator. I don't know if I'd like there being a little man in there. But when it got to the point, I wouldn't where mind if it was, was a giant, handsome man like Brendan Fraser pressing buttons. Yeah, still hiring people to do that job. And when yeah. when eventually the elevator people stopped hiring, and then there's the whole argument from boomers like we can't have checkout people because now all the checkouts are automated everywhere yeah. you go, and your parents hate that they hate it. I kind of hate it. It gets it gets grating sometimes. If I'm when buying, you have to then ask for help for somebody every single time you're fucking in there. Yeah, yeah. Hey mate, can you? But yeah. that wouldn't happen if he's. I hate. I get in there. Suddenly, me. I've got a job that I am untrained for, <laughs> and then I always have to have a performance review by my new manager, who's like, "You're doing very badly at this checkout thing." I'm like, well, yeah, and I don't work light. here. There is cameras on all of them now. But yeah, if I'm course, buying more than three things, it would have been I the same it. thing when the elevator operators stopped getting hired. There would have been a population of people who just refused to use elevators for a little while. Mm. It's like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not pressing that button. It's not my job to press the button. I'll be honest. Until watching this, I thought the little elevator person's job was to just press the button. <laughs> I didn't know they forever. Were, I didn't know they were doing anything else. <laughs> I didn't realize they were actually integral to making it start and stop, not just between floors, and you have to climb out like in speed. <laughs> I thought. No, but like I thought, the past was just weird. Get to a point where buttons existed, yet they still hired dudes. To push them. Yeah, well, it's good for the economy. It's great. Work has its ups and downs. Oh, comedy. comedy. (laughs) (laughs) He's an ace elevator operator. He's an ace elevator operator, I don't know if we mentioned. Bam. Spends Um, a whole day never missing a fucking floor. Yeah. He has coffee and a donut in like a massive locker room. With a boiler in it. Yeah. Like, Sli- slices it up into little pieces like a psychopath. And then stabs one and dunks it in his coffee. Genius. You when, get that cinnamon coffee flavor. Yeah. Man. Whenever I see someone having donut and coffee, I'm like, that's a fucking good idea. Why don't I ever do that? I don't think I've ever had a donut at the same time as a coffee. No, but it's genius. Because mm. donuts are great and a coffee's good. I'd flip that, but yeah. How good are donuts, though? You n- Nobody ever, well... You maybe don't there think there of are people a lot, maybe. Maybe Americans but I don't do more. Eat enough donuts in my life. No, that's kind no. of sad. I'm un- I'm I'm unhealthy, but I I think <laughs> I want to. I think some of the unhealthiness I'm allocating to other products. I'm going to withdraw that and maybe reallocate it mm. more to donuts. I need to up my donut numbers before, okay. as I was saying, the eternal darkness closes in. <laughs> um. So he puts on a terrible. Very nineties looking suit to me. Just the colours and all their suits. I don't know if it's because I mean, okay. Spoiler alert: every character in this is gay. I don't know if it's because <laughs> they're gay. They were like sort of dressing them a bit more colourful, yeah. sort of an illusion oh, towards. It is that. very fifties though. The suits. Yeah, I don't know exactly when this is meant to be. It's, it's described on the Wikipedia page for the series as taking place between World War Two and the Korean War. Waiting. I've, I've got too many ta- too many tabs. The too short- many tabs. I'm back. I'm back. I've got it. Um, <laughs> oh, here we go. So it's yeah. It's set in somber Los Angeles. Nice. That's a, you know, it's a very specific Los Angeles. My favorite one, to be mm. honest. <laughs> After World War II, and prior to the election of American President John F. Kennedy. Okay. 
So it could be as late as, as we've mentioned, 1963. And prior to his Oh, he got shot in 1963, isn't it? I'm not a history it's, alpha. It's in the, but the, the short, colourful ties yeah. is a very 50s. Short thing. and wide? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I guess it could, could be the 50s. Mm. Fine. He puts on a big colourful suit and Morpheus sunglasses. And he goes and does one of his murders. Which is super easy, it looks like. It also puts his, puts his gloves on, which I assume is to stop Prince getting on your murder weapon. He puts on Mickey Mouse gloves. Stabs somebody with a two-inch blade. Yeah, he's a holds little him there for a switch blade. While he presumably just breathes in that guy's last breaths or whatever whatever killer does. Likes, Who knows? Yeah, likes to you be put your close. mouth over theirs and just... Yeah, suck the soul out, the mental in. style. And then he leaves the guy there, takes the gloves off, leaves them, and then holds his murder weapon as he walks away. Mike, so what were the gloves for? I don't know. Because also they're like, they're cotton gloves. Like mm. you're wearing felt. Like there's <laughs> going to be blood around. That's soaking right through those gloves. Yeah. You're also holding them guy against your body. Yeah. So if there's blood anywhere, it's on you. Put on black leather gloves like a cool guy. Mm. If you're wearing the glasses, wear a black leather suit as well. Yeah. Go f- Go full Morpheus. <laughs> don't go part Morpheus. Go full Morpheus and full that one guy from the village people. Who is yeah. the leather cop, and yes. then murder people? Yeah, that's how you. That's what I would do if I was mm. going to murder people. You can hose so, down leather. Just to talk about the specific. <laughs> exactly, you can murder someone, and then you go to the gas station, and you get the hose they use to clean the underside of trucks, and you just <laughs> yourself. And it's in black and white, so no one's going to know. And everyone's it's blood. like, "What's the guy doing?" Like, "Oh, that's just Morpheus." Don't worry about it. He's just cleaning his leathers, man. That's just. Uh, is that blade? <laughs> Yeah, he's been he's been doing vampire stuff again. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Murdering just people? Definitely not. Hose down Definitely. the leathers. <laughs> you can just hosing down the leathers. <laughs> After a good night's work. And just talk about the specifics of stabbing someone for a little while. Yeah. I mean I've never stabbed someone. Oh, okay. And but if I would but I'd know a bit about it. If you're gonna <laughs> Given my areas of study, I'd given, know a bit about it. Like so yeah, that blade is—it's only a few inches long. Let's it's be gen- let's be generous and say it's six inches. That is that is more than generous. Well, I'm a generous guy. It's like my index finger. Long. No, it's more than that. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's, let's say it's more okay. than that. We'll but go it's, six. it's we'll narrow. Go six. We'll go six. If you're just going straight into the, the front of center mass, uh-huh. right? If that's gonna kill someone like soon, you either have to get it. Into their heart, so through the ribs, yeah. which is hard with a small knife like that. Well, like possible, but you have to get the gap between the ribs probably. And even then you might not make it all the way to the heart. Mm-hmm. Or you've got to try to get the aorta in the middle of the... Not giving anyone instructions here. But like if you got it into their aorta, yeah. they could bleed out from that. But that's still going to take a while. That's why he hugs him for so long. Yeah, that's why he does the long, the long death <sighs> hug. Mm, you smell like death. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite smell. <laughs> the favorite smell of professional men. <laughs> death. Um, so, but he also doesn't go center mass. Like he doesn't. He, he goes well, that's one, of those, one of those little one of those little thrusts up under the rib cage on the. Long yeah, like he, sh- he he shivs them just mm. in the front. And as as we all know about shiving someone in prison, you got to do it eighty times. You got to do it eighty times. You got to have that. Fucking you don't emotional, f- just like <laughs> you lose your fucking mind. Yeah, yeah. You've just you just have to like literally and figuratively see red, and just <laughs> go whack a mole. That's how you shiv yeah. someone you, until you find the best 
best part. You're not getting them done. Now, you can kill someone with that knife very easily. You just go neck. <laughs> yeah. You just go neck, mate. Schling. Yeah. Schling. Side of the neck, game over. Mm. But center mass, that's like, there's a lot of room for error and not a not a professional move. So, you know. Well. And I, I, I fear they didn't have a stabbing consultant on set to help them st- help them block this. Yes. Well... Or maybe they wouldn't. They would. They had no weapons consultants at all, and so they got around it by when he, he you see the knife, and then he's not holding it again. Then cut to he wide just shot. The dude, touch him. Just make it look like you stabbed him. Yeah, and 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 he gets them with the one stab as well. Yeah, no. He doesn't even do a second shiv. No. In, no, he, I think hug, he, hold, he, he leans a little bit, like does a little shoulder shove to really get it in to, there. Like, because if you can have any hope, once that knife goes in, there's a hole, and he inserts entire arm in there that's how he finds what he's looking for yeah yeah like a <laughs> i don't know what like he a creates what. a very small orifice yeah he uses. well to do anything with that knife you've got to get half the handle in as well so <laughs> so that's so what we have to say about so that close is because the knife just goes in and he has to go find it. <laughs> yeah he's got to go find it but then he comes out spotless. So, so it doesn't make sense. Club, doesn't hold up. The stabbing scene in Perfect Crimes Season 2, <laughs> Episode 1 doesn't hold up, everyone. And you heard it here first. Sorry, Stephen. I expected better, quite frankly. I see he's learning. Um, but look, and I'll, and I'll say this already. Mm-hmm. I am liking his character. I like Johnny Lang. I enjoy watching him. At this point, I was. He's a character who is very silent. Mm-hmm. And I, th- the reason I was enjoying this and could have watched a longer version of it is I think Brendan does a great job in this of being those kind of characters who say virtually nothing. But because when you settle into that and you don't expect them to say anything, then they can say a lot with their blank nothing, expressionless yeah. face. Mm-hmm. It's the movie I reference once every five minutes in my life, but Drive is the classic example. <laughs> Where and, and there's a couple of others I'm trying to think of. He was a real With, human being. Yeah, nice. Mm. Nice. That's a song in that film, everyone. That's what's going on there. Um, <laughs> can you think of other characters like that? That don't say much. Yeah, because like it's a classic trope. Anton Chigurh. Yes. He doesn't say much. I don't know. He says enough, but he doesn't have to. I feel like lots of... Well, actually, probably Josh Brolin's character in that film says less. uh, Yeah. Like Anton Chigurh, there's lots of him in the film not saying anything, but mostly that's because he's on his own. Mm. When he's with people, he he says stuff. Like his response is never silence. His response is saying something that chills you to the core. Mm. There's character, but there's character like there's you know those scenes where there's the one character who doesn't talk and the other character talks keeps talking and they say things. The other character just looks at them, and that character and you as the audience both know what they're saying <laughs> with their blank look. And so there's like a back and forth of five statements, but only one character says anything. Mm. What are the other classic examples of it? Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Nobody says anything in that fucking movie. No, nah, not that it's I remember. Like eight hours too long. Yeah, I just like bitching about it. Anyway, I got to the point where I could watch Brendan Fraser's character blankly walk around in rooms and have scenes with people not saying anything and just and enjoy and, it. and, and enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, and see the other characters. See, re- I, reacting I, to his blankness. I agree, 
for Brendan Fraser's character. Yeah. But the rest of what this episode is, is not enough. It's half, it's half a story. It's definitely half a story. And we'll get to where it should have gone, because I think there's a 90-minute movie here that could have been great. Yeah, it could have been a drive right here. It could have been a drive. Everyone's favourite film about great humans. <laughs> See, doesn't it sound Real awful? Real human being. I fucking love that song. Me too. I'm listening to that on the way. <laughs> it may surprise people to learn. <laughs> great song for driving. <laughs> So he kills that guy in the alley. And he goes home and Paul is there. So Paul is a guy that, like, they've never slept together, kind of because Johnny Lang is out of his mind. But are like, they, Are they banging? This, but they don't... They don't it doesn't, no, because Paul, Paul says, I come around here all the time and all we ever do is drink and listen to jazz and talk. I think they... I Paul think really they wants it. to. But you I don't got, think they've had sex at all. No, because um, he says, duh, 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 duh. yeah, because like Paul's trying to get it going because he, re- I think that's what he really wants it to happen. And he says, all we ever do is drink and listen to jazz. When I, I come, mean, out. you can do he's stuff like, while you're listening like, to jazz. No, but, but he says there's other like there's there's like everybody wants to have sex with me basically, and there's lots of other guys out there who are like pay me money to do it. But instead of that, I come here. But then all we do is drink and listen to jazz. Yeah, again. So I, so I get the impression that Johnny Lang is too crazy to really engage in a real, like, intimate relationship. So they, they have this sort of weird psychosexual thing going on. Mm-hmm. And this was fine. Didn't mind. I, 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 I like Paul's characters. Good, you know, good, good dynamic. Yeah, and uh, I think it's nice because Paul's quite likable, mm. and you immediately are very concerned for his safety, just being <laughs> around Johnny Lang. <laughs> He will kill you at the drop of a hat. Um, and then Paul um, Johnny goes in to get his payment from the mob boss, who's gay as well. So everyone is gay in this world, yeah. which is a cool and interesting choice for a movie about crime and like a mob boss. Yep. To the point where I was almost like Googling, like, is there a gay mob? <laughs> <laughs> like, were there mobs? Was there a gay mob? Was there a gay mob? Like, was there a mob where, like, you had to be gay to be in it? Mafia. Mafia. Yeah, indeed. I was like, probably not. Um, So is this just sort of like... I think a lot of the mafia might have been dudes who've been, like, super against it. So there could have been... Gay guys who want to be in the the mafia. They all end up getting together. Like, come on, guys. We've got to start our own mafia. We can organize so much crime together. Yeah. And we're going to be so good at it. We're all gay. We all love crime. We we love crime. We love crime. <laughs> That's why people do crime. We're professional men. We're professional guys. <laughs> we are all professionals. We're men. We want to be a. We want to be in the mob. Let's just kill people. Let's just let's just kill and extort people. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be so good. And you know, and just and just have fun with it, and just be gay together in this fun bar that we made. It's such a boring bar. It is kind of boring, isn't it? It's for not the, too for, bad. For everyone in that bar to I'll, be gay. I'll say, yeah. There's I'll say, no fun. I'll say this. You say you say the words to me, gay mafia bar. I'm imagining something much better. Fuck There's nothing yeah. this falls on a bad bar, but for the gay mafia yeah, bar. This is a bar you go to to maybe have a chat. It's just a normal that's bar. It. It's just a bar. It's not there's no fun. Unless they were like guys I we, was expecting so much more fun. Maybe they're like guys we should we shouldn't make the bar too gay because we are <laughs> trying we don't want to 
It's amazing we're all still alive in the fifties as gay just mobsters. Just a regular mafia bar, like without, also be without the access of without the advent yeah. of everyone being gay. It looked like a cafe. Would be more fun. Yeah, because there'd be dudes like playing poker in the back. We kind of lost the noirness of it. It's too brightly lit. Yeah, but it um, it even wasn't overly. It wasn't too bright. It was just nothing. Yeah, it was like yeah. it's not like too bright that it means something. It was at, it's, yeah, yeah. It's regularly lit. I would. I think it's fair to say there's a lack of intentional choices being made around the Thanks, design Stephen. of the bar. Thanks, Stephen. So there's another ding against Stephen there. Get good. <laughs> yeah, get good already. <laughs> Goes, gets his money. What the dude tries Stephen... to pay him in the hundreds and fifties, and he's like, "Mate, I'm an I'm, I'm a an professional ace elevator operator. Yeah, people tip me in like fives, bro. And even though I'm an ace, no matter how good you are, you aren't getting tipped hundreds. Yeah, and that's fair enough. Which is a really good way of maintaining your cover. Yeah, yeah. See, I liked that. I, me you know, too. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of, you know, story about hitman and how they live their life and how they. Mm. And how they, you know, the the act of making money from crime but just keeping an incredibly tight lid on it. Yeah. You know, Gus Fring style or multiple other ones. I'm looking for David Fincher's next one, The Killer. Does look with good. With Fassbender. Mm. Looks a little bit, I saw the trailer, I was like, oh yeah, that's kind of. Everything we've seen in a while. Feel, I feel like I've seen all of that before, but. I liked The Accountant. Did you watch Ben Affleck? Oh, yeah. I thought that could have been... What was going on? It he was like, just a good idea for a film. He's just a... Like, he has autism? Autism guy with good numbers. Yeah. But also kills people. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, nah. Didn't yeah. fly for me at numbers all. Numbers work for killing. And <laughs> I hate numbers. You ever kill people? No, you see, exactly. I, you, could kill, you could kill me with numbers. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do maths, you know. I've realised <laughs> that. This is one of my. This murder. is one of my big things now. Yeah, I, I don't do it. There's a if it comes up in, in my phone. work, I'm getting someone else to do it. Okay, <laughs> I passed statistics subjects for university. Couldn't tell you one thing about them now, and I don't want to know. Mm, I okay. don't want to know. I, you know, you just reach a certain point in your life. You're like, this isn't my thing, and I'm going to stop trying. I don't need it to be. I'm just going to move on. Yeah. My thing is words. <laughs> okay? I don't do numbers. I do words and that's fine. You're good at words? I think well, I'm okay at words. Yeah, okay, cool. I well, I'm better than numbers. I'll say that much. <laughs> yeah. I have the best my, words. My thing is trying. I have the best words. What's that? Trump. Oh yeah, he, he does. Has the best words. Have you heard all those AI covers of songs where they can make anyone sing anything? Mm-hmm. Amazing. Some of them are quite horrifying. Em- well, well, yeah, kind of, but like um, I, the Freddie, m- Freddie Mercury singing um, My Heart Will Go On. Mm. That got me Fucking so good, bad. Because yeah. just the, the way it pull, creates the emotion in the voice, it creates, because it's just taking the emotion of the original singer uh-huh. and can just completely transpose whatever the emotion juices into the new voice. There's some of, obviously people doing them of presence. So there's, mm. there's Trump singing different songs. Mm. And I was listening to one of them and it actually got me, like I was listening to it, I was like, what's so interesting about this? And I was like, oh, because it's the emotion of this song, it's like a really, it was something like another love or something. Yeah, yeah. 
I was like, oh, this is the only time I fit. It's like it sounds like his voice is saying something that he feel that that, that he's feeling. I'm yeah. hearing real human emotion, although obviously it's the opposite. I, I'm. <laughs> it feels like I'm hearing real human emotion in Donald Trump's voice for the first time, and it's like he's sharing something about what he feels about something, and it sounds genuine. Something that will never come out of his mouth until he dies. Did you see the mugshot? And I was like, this is so strange. That to me is what is endlessly fascinating and chilling about Trump is the impregnability of the what he is on the inside. Yeah. Because he's just all facade. Like the, fac- the facade is so strong, it just goes all the way in. There's nothing there. It's as though he doesn't even know what's inside. And I don't know anyone else. I can't think of anyone in real life or even like fiction that is like that. He's a different kind of person. That much is true. And I'm probably the first person to say that. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, I saw the mugshot. Pretty good. I think he did good. It's a good mugshot. Yeah, my boy did I good. I think he there. rehearsed it. Yeah, just in the mirror. Well, he had to get that hair right. I wonder if it, I think I think he did good with camera angle. I feel like he leant down a little bit to get that. Yeah, get that sweet jawline in. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. scowl. Mm. Yeah, scowl's a good move. It makes it look like you're you're angry that you even have to be there because yeah. you were the fucking president. Yeah, man. Look, you may be a, a dick, but you were the fucking president. Because you're supposed to be impervious to this shit. Yeah, that's what being president means. Yeah. It means you can do whatever that's you what, want. That's what he thought all the time. Yeah, <laughs> that is what he thought, and it probably is what he still thinks. <laughs> It's so, also probably what a lot of the... Nothing. We're not talking about it. We're talking about so professional the, man. The gay mob boss... Yep. His big thing is that he he did have sex with Paul. Yeah, he got Paul the first night he met Paul. And it's changed him forever. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> and he's like obsessed with Paul. To the, And he has this... And like a real like, like terrible obsession mm-hmm. to the point where... He, the fact that Paul, like Paul will sleep with him, that's fine. But the fact that Paul doesn't love him, basically, yeah. is driving him insane. Paul is having a big effect on a lot of people. But so that is such an intense thing to give to your mafia boss character. Like yeah. your tough Excellent. dude who just broke another guy's finger yeah. for speaking out of turn. Yep. Establishes is he just, is a legitimate, strong mafia boss character. Obsessed with another, like a love yeah. interest that's just not reciprocating that. Mm. That's just, yeah, that's cool. See, I love, see, and in on one level, these sorts of crime stories, they're so, it's not, it's not that they're easy to write, but they're so simple in their construction. Mm. You just set up a world that's based around rules and then someone's emotion causes them to feel like they have to break those rules. Story ensues, you know. Like, School of Rock. School of Rock. Exactly. Drive. <laughs> There's all these <laughs> old basic things. Um, and so, yeah, interesting, all these choices about how it's all gay and everything. Um, <laughs> I was, and I... It's so gay. It's, it's, it's very gay and it's, and it's very well done. And I, this, I don't know where this all came from, but these, also these were choices made for the TV series. And I know this from the one review that this episode has okay. on IMDb. Written by, by you. Written by David Goodis. <laughs> <laughs> written by a guy who has read the story. Oh, nice. And so it sounds like in the original story, which would have come out in like the 40s, or, mm. um, just Paul is a woman. Yeah. Which makes 
perfect sense. So it's just in love with a woman, and the boss is in love with a woman, and then he has to get told to kill them. And so they're just like, they've asked the bold question, what if everyone was gay, though? And Very bold. Very bold. I don't know if it adds that much, because the fact that, isn't it interesting how we're all gay in this time period, never comes up. It's kind of like a dark shit's creek where there's just no homophobia in this world at all. That's not a problem. Our main problem is all the murders we have to do. Uh, There's some sort of twist ending in the original story that they they changed as well. Uh, So It got an ending. Yeah, this doesn't really have an ending. This has a cliffhanger. Stuff happens, though. It ends with sort of a cliffhanger. like Yeah, so... Also, ultimately, and like you saw where this was going, the boss is like, you have to... First of all, he's like, you can't see Paul anymore because that's, yep. that's fucking me up. And Johnny's like, yeah, fine, no worries. I literally have no emotions. I'm just... I don't even know what I am, to be honest with you. I might be a literal ghoul. <laughs> and then he's like, actually, you know what? Um, you should... I need you to kill Paul. Yeah, well, oh, he, him he says you have to leave Paul. You're not allowed to see him anymore. Yeah. So Johnny goes and says that to Paul. Then and then take him somewhere. We cut to another scene where now mob boss is basically torturing Paul and asking Paul, "Why don't you love me?" Yeah, it's sort of make, making clear the the ways in which the mob boss is obsessed to a degree of pathology we hadn't previously yeah. <laughs> understood. And then he lets Paul go because Johnny walks in. Yeah, he's like, "Oi!" Does, does, Without no, saying anything, he does it with silence. With his with his eyes, he goes, "Oi, bruh." Oi. That's a bit much. Um, hmm? Let the boy go. Yeah, mm. that's what he says. Mm. And my boss is like, all right. And then he's like, actually, no, kill him. And <laughs> and so they go on a nice romantic walk together. Yeah. So And then, yeah, Johnny Lang's like, yeah, all right. Like, you, see, you can tell he's kind of like, so weird. Oh, and then he's no, like, I don't want fine. to, but I do... I, as it's been stated, yeah. I do everything you tell me to do. Yeah, and I'm a professional man. I am. And this is a challenge to his professionalism, mm-hmm. but he but comes he's through. Do it. But And yeah, so what do you think about deciding he's going to murder Paul? That's fine. Uh, but before that, he takes him out for a nice dinner, kind of like how Paul had always wanted. And they go for a walk by the lake. So kind of like giving like, your dog a nice last day before you put it down. That's what it, that's what it reads as. <laughs> yeah. Is that here's the question? Is that more crazy and evil or less crazy and evil? I think it's on par crazy and evil because it is you're doing a nice thing for this person and they don't know that's why you're just putting them in a place where their mind can be at ease, where their spirit can be happy and contented. And then you're like, shift, 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 you at least can comprehend that, mm. um, but it's more crazy because you, you're using that knowledge to make someone happy before you unnecessarily murder them. Like, just put him on a train. Like, it's the 50s. Trains, Dads could just exist. You could just walk to the next town and no one would ever hear from you again. 
You could fake your own death. You could just start calling yourself a different name. Yeah. Get a new job somewhere. Just call yourself LORP. No one will piece it like together. Three three suburbs away. You could fake your own death by driving for a day. <laughs> if you drive until you run out of gas, you're dead as far as everyone's concerned. Mm. They're, they're like they're not your asking car you went to, missing. They're not asking you to bring back a trophy. Like asking Johnny, like, bring me his hands. But like Johnny other, would, Johnny would, because he does what he's at the top, drop of a hat. He's like, professional. If that's what you want, mm. by all means, I will go full Jack the Ripper on this guy. I don't even care. <laughs> You've only given me this very small knife, though, so it's going to take a while. Yes, <laughs> I have to use this knife. Okay, fine. I'll figure it out. I'll do that it. Hundred twenty. So hard. That's right. You just cut through the flesh, and then hundred twenty-seven hour style. Just snap just it off. Snap it off. Snap it off, mate. Use talk. That movie was. That's an actual guy. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Shock Abseil man. down, walked 10 kilometers before we found anyone. Yeah. Um, Didn't grow back, though. No. Shame, really. you think it would. You'd think if God was going to let anyone grow back an arm. It'd be like, James Franco. <laughs> in every generation, there's one. And you're the one. That's how, that's how he keeps his following. He just puts down a random miracle. Very, very visible. Hey, if I was God, if, if I was going to give, give God some advice, I'd be like, it's time for a couple of cheeky miracles, mate. Because you are, you are hemorrhaging viewers. <laughs> Your subscriber count is, is cratering, my guy. And I feel like the miracles used to be like a big part of it. People loved that. There used people, to be some sweet miracles, but there's also used to be some sweet punishments. Yeah, people... We're just getting a lot of that punishments right now, but science is allowing us to explain those in different ways. People loved your early stuff. <laughs> your first album. And I know. Mate, yeah. Platinum. Overnight you, platinum. You just need to do a Johnny Farnham Greatest Hits tour. Hit us with a bit of damnation, sure, but lay out a few miracles, mm. you know? Sooner rather than later, because... <laughs> You're going to do the rapture and you're not going to get anyone. <laughs> Time for rapture. Six people? Seriously? Oh, shit. I'll just take all the people that we don't need. What? I saw a so sketch the other day. Don't where eat? Don't need. Oh, okay. Mm. Where it was apocalypse situation. a dude visit, gets a visitor from the future and mm-hmm. the guy's like, yeah, the world's a utopia. It's amazing. The rapture happened and all the Christians went away. <laughs> and we're great. Burn notice Hash Christians. comedy. Hashtag. Hash comedy? Hash comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So cool. I'm not tired. Shut up. They go on a wonderful date. So they go on a wonderful date. And a walk near a shitty pond in the middle of LA somewhere. Shitty. and Which is Paul's favorite place. Somber LA. Yeah, poor old Paul. This is this He's is clearly had a somewhat limited life. Have you ever been here before? No, I'm a no. psychopath. I go, from, I go from the oh. elevator to my apartment to, the, to my murder alley where I murder people. Mm. That's where I like to do it. <laughs> and then I go home again and I eat a donut looking at myself in the mirror. I get paid though. I hate it so much when someone like, knows they're going to get murdered. And doesn't and do anything isn't, about it. Isn't stopping it. Like, but at this point, it's because Paul loves him. Sorry. No, yeah. At this point, it's because Paul wants him. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I was like, come on, Paul, just run. Just just shove him and run away. <laughs> There's a pond right there. 
It is Brendan Fraser, though. He'd probably shove him and just push himself back. You know, one of those shoves. <laughs> or just jump into the pond. I don't think Brendan Fraser knows how to swim. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, I guess we'll get to this. Don't know how well this Brendan Fraser can fight. He just, I just I feel stands like if, there stoically. I think if you tried to shiv him, you might. You'd get away. Yeah. But also, he says, but he basically says, I've, you know, I know what you're going to do and whatever, just, just go for it's it. It's okay. He's like, we could stay here for the rest of our lives. And he's like, this is the rest of your life, bitch. And then <laughs> shiv does the one, the one three inch stab. It's like he the, gets all he needs out of one, one thrust. It's like the two inch punch that people do. You know? <laughs> Hits him with the three inch stab. Paul goes down. Excellent shot. Of just the shadow of mm. Johnny Land walking good away shadows. in this sort of tunnel that they're in. Some good shadows. Shadow walk away. Then back in the elevator, he's having he's having a tough day in the elevator. He sees Paul's face yeah. on another guy. I hate that. And he's like, oh, am I hallucinating Paul? Yeah, I hate that in movies and stuff where someone sees like, the face sees the person walking towards them well, and you've then you've never oh, killed anybody no, exactly. Sam no I haven't so you wouldn't know if you would start seeing their face but I don't care if it's accurate or not I'm sick of seeing it in movies. <laughs> it just feels lazy yeah, I just feel like just just think of something yeah he should else. what he should do is just talk, turn to someone in the elevator and say hey I killed someone last night I'm having yeah. feelings about it yeah oh shit I missed your floor sorry mate damn it I'm see Johnny it's affecting Lang my I job miss. I'm an ace elevator operator I just yeah. killed someone I care about yeah. maybe yeah, I don't really I, know how this I, works. I actually don't know how I felt about it. I know it. how elevators work. I push this way. I don't actually know what then feelings are. Down. And then if I push this way, we go up. I'm an ace elevator operator. <laughs> Why are you? That's what I do. For my what job. makes you an ace? What makes me an ace is even though I murder people every night, that never gets to me. No. I'm still I still show up with perfect timing every day. The only time it's gotten to me a little bit is when it's someone that I was in an intimate relationship with who I took out for a date, and then as they looked into my eyes and said, it's okay, you can kill me now, and then I just did I it. I did it. I so, I so did it. And you know what? I'll be fine by tomorrow. I got paid. You know why? I got their money. Because I'm a professional. Mm. Mm. If professional ace man. The only reason my job exists is because if I didn't press this, it wouldn't go back down. Yeah. It, it would just stay wherever we left it. Um professional this is a career this is a career i have i'm an ace at it i had I, to go to school i think if, if you got into an elevator and you see fucking brendan fraser standing there you're like this guy has a side gig 100 <laughs> percent. this no is way, your temporary job while you start acting i like there's it. there's no way brendan fraser is full-time elevator guy he's an elevator guy then waiting tables yeah or supporting a family of three hit man for the gay mob you never know <laughs> And then he goes back to see the boss and the boss is like, thank you so much for killing that guy. That's great. And then the boss... I feel so relieved now that you killed that man that I was obsessed with for yeah, a while. Yeah. Thank thank you for doing like... For releasing me from this pain. Yeah. Thank you for doing like domestic homicide violence by proxy, mm. I guess. And... You want to do it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, he's like, and then how about now? You Paul's and me? out of the way. The boss just continues I could solidly go for you. Yeah, that is pr- pretty much exactly his line. Mm-hmm. Johnny Lang blank stare, <laughs> uh, fade to black. Disappointing. So disappointed with the disappointing ending. ending. <laughs> 
So I wanted him to kill the boss. I don't know why this is only half an hour. Because he didn't kill the boss yet. I, I just want the version of this where he doesn't kill Paul and he decides he has to wipe out the gay mob. Mm, badass. And he goes back in the raid style and just slaughters them. Not even the raid. He just walks in slowly, shivs one guy. Just, Everyone else just stands around like, ah, oh, shivs the next slowly. one. He holds them real close, breathes their last breath. Everyone goes, Walks to the next one, shivs him. Mm, you smell like death. <laughs> oh, no. It's the guy who loves the smell of death. <laughs> yeah. And then the mob boss comes in, breaks one of his fingers, because that's all the mob boss knows how to do. That's his only And then he move. gets shivved and yeah. breathed. So, but to the mob boss, he goes, you too much cologne, just as the mob boss dies. So the last thing he hears is... That he was wearing too much cologne. An insult about his, not appearance, but his aura, mm. which is probably going to be more... More hurtful to a gay mob boss than a straight one, I feel like. Not to generalize, but I feel like... I feel like if you're in the gay mob... You're going to smell good. Better, You're going to smell better, definitely. You're definitely going to be smell better than a, a pizzeria that smells of stale cigarettes. I like the idea there's one... fat guys. There's one member of the gay mob who just... It's just... Just a, seems really straight. Just like... I'm like, just, this guy is just a schlub... It's like, it's no, just, but I am fully gay. You know, we, we, yeah, we believe you, but just like you're really not fitting in with the rest of the guys. But I'm from another mob. Yeah. I grew up I'm, I'm in actually, the New York mafia. I'm actually better at being in the mob than you guys. Yeah, no, you're great at it. You're a professional you're man. You're so good. He's like, just like Tony Soprano. <laughs> yeah. but, but I'm also gay. But yeah. I'm, I'm gay. That's why I can't work with my family. Look, being gay isn't just sexuality. Okay? It's also like a vibe and an aesthetic. <laughs> And we don't want to be like too limiting on how you express yourself, but like you're not expressing yourself at all. Like, Look, are you wearing a beige polo Tony, and there's mustard on it? Tony, the other day we had dinner and then we went and saw a picture. Yeah. And the entire time you sat there going, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you kept you kept belching into your own mouth and letting it out slowly. That's not gay, Tony. <laughs> that just doesn't seem very gay, does it? What does that have to do with anything? That's just how I'm eating. Look, okay, we can't explain it to you. I'm sorry, we can't explain what you're doing wrong. We're going to have to let you go. You're just not a good fit. <laughs> you're just not a good fit, okay? <laughs> you're overweight. You're balding. That's not very gay. <laughs> you haven't shaved in four days. You, We just think you'd be much more at home in one of the straight mafias. <laughs> just pretend... Just yeah. pretend you need to get back into the closet because <laughs> we think you would fit in better. You'd be happier. We would certainly be happier. We'd be happier. The room would smell better, <laughs> frankly. Tony. <laughs> Tony. Just one of the many challenges of... <laughs> Running a good gay mafia. And I'm sure there would be many. Some probably more significant than that, especially in the 50s. So that's perfect crimes and everything. Um, mm -hmm. We don't score Brendan's stuff. We rank it. We're a ranking podcast. We rank them from our most favorite to our least preferred. And this is the 13th thing going on the list. Mm -hmm. I've Just because it's a 30-minute TV episode, we're probably starting at the bottom. I think so too. 
But I do think it's good Brendan. It is good Brendan. And I th- and it's first gay Brendan. It is well. first gay Brendan. I don't know if there's future explicitly gay Brendan. There's homoerotic Brendan, Brenton, in Gods oh, and Monsters. explicitly gay Brendan. I'm sure it is in there somewhere. Well, you haven't seen it yet. No, I haven't. I haven't seen anything. I'm a guy who hasn't seen The Whale. That's exactly. my thing. You haven't seen that yet. I haven't seen The Whale. You know how everyone has their thing. <sighs> Some guys are like, I'm the straightest seeming member of the gay mob. I'm a guy who hasn't seen The Whale. That's my yeah. thing. But he's gay in The Whale. Yeah, I know. Yeah, okay, go. I just, I, I'd forgotten at the start of when I was saying that. That's okay. But this is first, game. So this, this is, is the, the fir- first. This is the first step on the way to The Whale. Yeah, it's good, Brendan. It is good, Brendan. I love it. And it's okay, Stephen Soderbergh. It's, yeah. yeah. You can see the Soderberginess in it. I'm wondering whether there's another Steven Soderbergh, because this isn't anywhere in the Steven Soderbergh, like nice. filmography or anything. Actually, is it? Or just a rando? Oh, hang on. Let's, is this, it V this, or PH? This, this is a limited... This is, this is one of his first directorial feet. Directorial well, credits. Like filming it would have taken maybe a week. Yeah, I know. It'd be it'd be a, it'd be a fun thing to do. So I feel like we're starting near the bottom. Let's just start at the bottom. But it's better than younger than younger. What was that? Yeah, fuck yeah. Because like getting hit in the face by a seagull would be. It's better than. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than dogfight. Uh huh. As is as are most films. As would be having to participate in a real-life dogfight where one of the dogs have to die. It's better than Child of Darkness, Child of Light. Yep. Because that's just nonsense. Yep. It's, you know... I mean, it does have super Jesus and, like, devil, devil, devil shit. Yeah, it has it has devil baby and angel baby. Mm. But, nah. Is it better than 20 bucks? I don't think so. Is it better than The Scout? No. Nah, it's not, is it? No. Nah, there's just not enough to it. Mm. I don't think it's better than twenty bucks. And it's and just as a, it's just kind of weak as a story, mm. and nothing. If it was a film, nothing if it was comes a to feature, anything. Yeah, it might have something more going for it because there would nef- there would be a more characters and more chances for conflict and yeah and stuff um, to more light and shade to Brendan's stoicness. Yeah. So, it I think it loses points because of how short it is. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's below twenty bucks. It can't go above twenty bucks, it's is not it? Because twenty, 20 bucks. bucks has a better, roughly thirty-minute crime film, in it the middle does. of it, mm-hmm. starring Christopher Lloyd and one of the other, and Steve Buscemi, one of the other characters in, one of the other actors in Perfect, Perfect Crimes. Times. Feels like Steve Buscemi should be in this somewhere, doesn't it? But it does. In the Christopher Lloyd one, just that tragic that that that's segment of twenty bucks is just <laughs> released in here. Okay. <laughs> So, num- tenth on the list is Perfect Crimes slash Fallen Angels slash Professional Man. So, the ranking at the moment, from worst to best, mm-hmm. Younger and Younger, Dogfight, more like dog shit, Child of Darkness, <laughs> Child of Light, Perfect Crime slash Fallen Angels slash Professional Man, 20 Bucks, The Scout, Encino Man, Airheads, In the Army Now, it's crazy, <laughs> Son-in-Law... <laughs> Then school, then the proper ones, school ties with honours, presumed guilty. Nice. Presumed guilty is holding on. It's Nothing's going, coming man. close. Yet. We're going to get, we're going to get the big hitters soon. Yeah. So then, then things will start he to look it. interesting. Now, the second, final, and much more important ranking, which of all the Brendans would win in a fight, 
This Brendan, he's got a little knife on him. This is a Brendan we've seen murder two people. We have seen so him murder he's, two people. He's hanging out in this arena and he's not uncomfortable. No. The thing that makes him uncomfortable is the fact that there are other people in the arena. Yes. The thing that makes this Brendan uncomfortable is the prospect of emotional or really physical intimacy. Mm. But he that's want not going to happen them. in this big fight. No. Well, he doesn't mind. Maybe he likes to kill people because that's the only time he ever feels comfortable touching another human. Yeah, because he breathes them. So we're really unleashing a kind of Hannibal Lecter type presence into the into the fighter dome. We are, but I don't know how good because in the two murders in this, he has the element of surprise. Yeah, see, I still think he's gonna. He, um, he could fold like a wet paper bag when shit really kicks yeah, off. Because there's several Brendans that are, to any extent, military trained. Yeah, they've been through a basic training, and I don't think um, Ace Elevator Operation is part of basic training for any of the arms of the military. No, I feel like this Brendan, he's either going to be really good and just turn into a fucking samurai with that knife, or it'll all immediately be way too much for him. He'll be overstimulated, and he'll just be like crying and screaming in a corner. Not even Until one of the other ones sit down and just up. beats his skull in with the butt of their rifle to yeah, save a bullet. I don't think this guy wins. He's Start definitely at the not bottom winning. Of the list and see if he can so take he's, anybody on. He's he he's gonna shiv the living hell out of that kid from younger and younger. Oh, definitely. That guy would go in for the hug straight away. He'd be like, "Hey, man, yeah. you look like me." He's definitely Shit. shiving Mister Lacrosse from Child of Darkness. I'll give it. He's gonna shiv that little suburbanite wastrel from 20 bucks yep he's gonna get one up on the big old nerd from with honors who's just thinking about his thesis all the time is he though yeah he's got a knife and he's with honors guy can take he, he took fucking 20 bucks guy who's just another regular guy yeah but this isn't a regular guy this is a cold-hearted killer okay is he going to beat the Marine from Dogfight? I don't think so. I think... Because that Marine gets in a fight and keeps coming. Yeah, but he'd, he'd, he'd just do judo moves. And I feel like Dogfight, he's just going to be swinging haymakers and he'll get the knife in under his axilla and yeah, then but bleed him out like a pig. Dogfight guy would still keep going when wounded. He's not going to hug the guy who's murdering him until he breathes his breath and slumps to the floor i guess yeah this guy's weakness is that he's he takes he too much joy he can't in... keep fighting for 20 seconds after he does his strike <laughs> exactly because he has to, he has wait. to reload the... it <laughs> takes reload. him 20 seconds to reload the knife that is someone's going to get him during he has that to window. put on a new set of gloves he's not beating any of the links and see i feel like he would definitely not beat naked shower fights no that he's still way up at number three he's beating a couple of the links those cavemen. Mm. Presumed guilty, he wins prison fights. Yeah, and there's definitely. shivs in prison. Definitely. He's probably been shivved. He's probably been shivved. He knows yeah. what it is. What about airheads? I think this guy would be there. I think he's beating dogfight in airheads. He's below presumed guilty. Do it. Yeah. I think that comes... I think that, that feels right. I can't imagine that doofus from airheads beating him. Unless he just has a mental breakdown. But we'll just have to wait to see on the day. When somebody animates this. Yeah, when someone does this. Using clips from the films. Yeah, or claymation. 
Or... That would be stunning. <laughs> I mean, remember that show where it was like people did science and guessed which animals would beat each other in fights? It was like a croc versus a great white. Who Don't would remember win? That. There was, it was, I think it was on Discovery Channel and they had people doing science and they just measure like the pressure of a croc's jaws as it bites down to a great white's jaws to it bites down. How nimble they both are. Who'd win in a fight? In that one, mm-hmm. great white would win. Because okay. like croc would take him by surprise at first because croc's badass and try and like twist and stuff. But the croc needs to breathe. Great yeah. white underwater because great white's not going to be in croc's territory. Croc's going to be in great white's territory. Only possible way. Yeah. Only possible way. And the croc like, has to go up to breathe, take a breath to come back down for that second round. Great white. Yeah, see, I feel like... Chomp, chomp, chomp. Great, great white has an unfair advantage in this competition mm-hmm. when any animal to fight it has to jump in the water. But who would win between grizzly bear or gorilla? Who would win? You'd have to watch um, the show to find out. Tune in next week. No, I don't. Probably bear. You yeah. reckon? Yeah. Gorilla's pretty... Silverback, man. It would be... F- the gorilla would fuck it up, mm-hmm. but its claws and teeth would... Get it. Because yeah, Gorilla doesn't have claws. He's got teeth, but yeah. no claws. Gorilla would break every bone in the bear's body, but then the bear would just get him in the neck and he'd bleed out. Shame. See, don't need all, you don't need numbers. You don't need all this science and numbers. <laughs> all you need is words and imagination. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, we'll be back next week to talk about something else. Not next week. Soon. Yeah. We'll Soon. be back shortly. We'll be back at another time to talk about... Oh, the Passion of Darkly Noon. I know nothing about it, but I've been intrigued by this fucking title. Is his name Darkly Noon? I don't know. Okay. I'm going to try not to find out. Available for rent on YouTube. Oh, shit. The one after that I have to order off eBay. I think. Oh, yeah. That's the one. That I think, did I send you a couple to look up on Internet Archive? I'm unsure. But, yes, I think you did. I haven't done it. Okay. Right. Well... Just the one thing. Just the one thing I want you to do for the... Animal face-off. I had to Google it. I had to Google it. Oh, uh, yeah. You that couldn't, was the show. You couldn't think of that name? No. Nah, it was an animal face-off. 2004 yeah. to... It didn't finish. I'm, I'm... Apparently, it's still going. <laughs> yeah. There's always more animals, isn't there? Yeah, they got to face off. What's up next week? This house rodent or this little bilby? <laughs> it's more fun when it's numbers, like 20 rats versus one raccoon. How many rats to beat a warthog? That's crazy. But that's numbers. You don't like numbers. Not if you just make them up. I'm fine making up numbers. Like, (laughs) I know how many rats to beat a warthog. Like, 17. (laughs) Depends on the rats. Warthogs are pretty tough. 17 general, 14 New York rats. They'd get them. Because they've all got knives. We'll be back to talk about whatever the fuck the passion of Darkly Noon is. (laughs) Looking forward to it. Um, In the meantime... Search Exceptional Thieves on social media. You might find us or search my name. I'm not going to advertise my show because it's already happened. It's in the past. Thank God. Was it good? Yes. Oh, cool. How would the Sydney shows go? Better than we thought they were going to. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So many people turned up okay. and uh, it's the talk of the town. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. I wouldn't know because I'm not in Sydney. So. Yeah, exactly. But it's, it's great to finally be here at the top. <laughs> Join us on our next episode for more exceptional theft of your time. Bye.